Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to keep us positive, to avoid lazy negativity, we've decided to make this episode a drinking game. Oh, so yeah. Anytime we say anything negative at all, we're going to play the sound. That's how it means that we need to take a drink, and we hope you drink along with us. So, pour yourselves a glass, and we're not going to talk about a superhero movie. It's a video game adaptation of sorts this week. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Pre-show shot. <laughs> Bottoms up, boys. Whiskey for everybody today? Oh. Whiskey mm-hmm. for everybody today. Whiskey for everybody every day. Oh, my God. So excited <laughs> to talk to you guys about Gran Turismo, which just came out. And today we are recording this on $4 movie day. I don't know about you. This this movie didn't make a ton of money, but it was packed with all these fucking kids. I feel like all the families brought their kids out today. It was so fun for the $4 movie day. Of course, it means nothing to me because I have A-list, but it does just meant that my theater was packed. <laughs> so people, we are going to take a dose of that Kenny G anger yeah. to talk about Gran Turismo, yeah. which yeah. took the checkered flag at the box office this week. At a, proje- oh, at a projected wow. Wow, it's, yet middling $17.3 million. This is all subject to change. Almost as many re- racing references as there is product placement in this movie. Well, gentle, gentle <laughs> comedy. But guys, it might not have won because it was, after all, a photo finish ahead of Barbie, which apparently made $17.1 million. Somehow Barbie, hold on. Barbie in its second week, or sorry, sixth week. I think it's the fucking sixth week. Yep. It's still almost There's number no one again. It. Yeah. It's going to pass Mario Brothers. It's got $1.35 billion. But anyway, it, it this race that. between these two movies is closer than every fucking race in this movie. How did every single race in this movie come down to like a wheel's length apart? Oh, man. While we're here to establish <laughs> to establish some racing legitimacy, we got to congratulate Max for stapping the Dutchman. The anti-hero of Formula One, love him or hate him, and nobody likes him, and yet everybody respects him because, goddammit, he can drive. On his Dutch Grand Prix win at Van Voort, tying Sebastian Vettel's career record of nine consecutive Formula One wins, 14 in a row for Red Bull people. Fernando Alonso. And congratulations to bring it back to this movie. Congratulations to Christian Horner, the principal of Red Bull Racing, who is the husband of Jerry Horner, who is plays the mother in this movie. That's right. <laughs> Ginger Spice. Did you, did you get that? Yeah. Yeah. Did you catch Hell yeah. that? Hell yeah. Yeah. And the Frenchman Pierre Gasly gets his first podium since 2021 when he was with Alphatari. People. Oh, good for Pierre. That's it. Drive to survive. We love racing. I'm sure we'll talk about all the other racing movies. Maybe we'll even tease the Brad Pitt one coming out next year, even though there's a strike going on. Who the fuck knows how that's going to go? Also, a little bit of housekeeping people. We, this summer, rewatched and or watched for the first time and talked about 42 summer blockbusters in our yeah. summer blockbuster face off where we took the highest grossing summer blockbuster of every single year from 1980 to 2019 plus Jaws and Star Wars that's 42 movies we put them head to head we put a bracket in there bang 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 bracket style competition until we got a sweet 16 an elite 8 final 4 and then a championship battle to see what is the greatest summer blockbuster of all time and to anybody who wishes that the parent trap was in that list we're talking about the highest grossing summer movies of every single year please go back through our feed please go back through our feed don't just jump to that final episode with the elite eight there's one episode that has our final eight no listen to the whole thing see how we got there people come on it's a pretty damn good list there were some good fights we did a lot of split votes but we decided we determined once and for all 
it really, I don't know about you, but just looking back on it, because listeners, we kind of took last week off because we recorded the final two of that segment, like back to back. So oh, don't um, let him in on the magic. Don't let him <laughs> on the magic. <laughs> Reflecting on it over the past two weeks, we kind of went into that for some different reasons, but that was so much fun. Like it's, it was just all of those kinds of movies. It should have been as much fun as it was, but I still was impressed by the end of it, how enjoyable it was getting to sit down and watch the best blockbusters of all time. I had a smile on my face the whole fucking time. Enjoyed our conversations. Yeah. I loved it, man. I loved we it. We talked to all the, all these huge movies. I mean, obviously Jaws, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, you know, those, those like the obvious ones. Yeah. And then of course you get your independence days, you get your Armageddon's, you get like those yeah. hits where you're like, Everybody wait a second, that was a really Armageddon. good movie. And then you get your out of left field fucking Who Frame Rock. Roger Rabbits and Ghost and Beverly Hills Cop 2 and you get this huge mishmash and then all of a sudden in the 2000s you have all these fucking animated movies in there fucking Shrek and Shrek 2 Finding Nemo and Finding Door. I mean we just threw it all in there we talked about all of them battled them out head to head it was really fucking fun people was, so not to fun. not to give any spoilers away but I am going to uh th- there's a little podcast that we mention every now and then that's hosted by uh our friends Matt and Mark and and Mark Mark was really not as happy with our final outcome as uh, as 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 the three of us maybe <laughs> oh were. And, Are you uh, getting the text too? I, I'm I'm going to read some of these texts just because I enjoyed the onslaught <laughs> so much. Them? Oh my I was, god! Like, taking oh, like a no. sort of fucking like you these know all my way, on the like, record, fucking, Mark. Mark, these are on the record. Okay. These are fantastic. So I also, yeah, tell me if y'all got these same ones because this this is some of my favorite. Oh, yeah. uh, Mark Monstrowski, this is for you. Jurassic Park with the CG brontosaurus scene beat Terminator's physical effect of having a goddamn helicopter flying under and over and overpass. What? <laughs> oh no, we didn't get that one. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> the CG and Terminator aged much better. Ha ha. Just the sound effect of the Terminator shattering with that slight moment of silence after saying the greatest one-liner? Boo! The emotional bond between Terminator and man? How it predicted the future? That's it. That was I got that all in he one, got, yeah. he got, <laughs> in one wow. giant onslaught. Did he copy-paste? Is that what he sent to us, Dave? Um, no, we got, we yeah, got, got some slightly ones. different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, yeah. I was, yeah. The, 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 I went back and forth, for sure. and I was like, dude, he obviously I hope anyone who listened... I hope everyone who listened could tell that, like, we fucking, I mean, I love that movie, too. Yeah. You know what? Mark might be right. We might have been wrong, but well, Jurassic Park is perfect. It was one vote away. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but it was a split vote. Let's put it that way. All right. Mark, thank you so much. I'm actually going to be on the Mark and the Mark and Matt movie show. Fuck, I did it again. I'm going to be on the Mark and Matt movie show. <laughs> This week, where we talk about whoever Ron, gets in touch Ma- with us Ma- most recently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoever speaks it. to us more recently is Their the name's at first the top. name in that show. Matt. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be on the show. We're talking about the nun. James Wan's the nun. Matt, sure we love you. Give it to other things. Hopefully, we get to talk about this. Is it the nun too? Because I got that trailer today when I went and saw the movie, and I, I shit my pants. Really? Yeah, I didn't get that. I had to change recliners. I uh. <laughs> I got that Dave stupid little, fucking uh, Freddy's Wonderland or... Oh, yeah, yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's? Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah. It's, Come on. Yeah, not Willy's Wonderland. No. If, if Nicolas like, Cage yeah, doesn't like turn just, up... That is, if, well, Five oh, Nights at Freddy, Freddy's was a video game first, um, and it came oh, out before okay. that. Oh, okay. But, yeah, if Nicolas Cage doesn't turn up at the end of this and save the day without saying a word, I, I'm going to complain. Yeah, we're out. Oh, my money Honestly, back. yeah. That movie, that movie rocked. They're missing right. a golden opportunity if they don't do this. That's our housekeeping. We usually talk about strike news, but whatever some, it is that's uh, going on. Let's uh, you, do, you want to talk? do some mini reviews. All right. So we're going to get to, like I said, we get to Gran Turismo for our big, uh, for our, our, our featured segment. But first, 
We also have now our mini review section where if any of us have seen a film, they give a couple minutes to just kind of go, kind of spoiler free. Dave here went to the cinemas and got ahead. So why don't we start with you, John? Is there anything coming up after Dave that you want to talk about? No, I'm good. I just, I'll do some things at the end, some TV I've been watching. All right. What you've been watching at the All end right. of the segment? Sorry. Go ahead, Dave. New DC movie, Blue Beetle. Of course, I dragged myself into the theater to see that. Did not uh, make a lot of money. DC, uh, no, it didn't. Um, they're blaming the storm in LA for some of that. But uh, hmm. I want to hmm. say this was a really, really fucking good movie. I found myself reminded of uh, like the OG Iron Man a little bit in the the not not so much the tone, but just the the origin story style and okay. how they went about it. Um, there's some fantastically funny moments in it, and it's just so fucking colourful and mm. funny, but not overly funny. It's dramatic, and they pour so much heart into the culture of this guy. It is, uh, it's. I I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. I, I was like, if this is what DC is doing now, we're in good hands going forwards. Wow. wow. And like, yeah, if you haven't idea. if you haven't seen it yet, I would go and see it. It's like in the no, theater because it's just fun. Just to give you, no, this is not a, I'm not picking on it at all, but usually when we go, I, I avoid Hollywood Boulevard. I live pretty close to the Grauman's the Chinese. And if there's a premiere there, it's usually like, no, you know, you can't even get close to it. I inadvertently drove past the Blue Beetle premiere. That's kind of how oh. uneventful it was, like, unfortunately here. And it wasn't really raining yet. And I remember just looking over and being like, Fuck! Like, it's the it's the premiere tonight, and they like, hadn't really gotten going yet. It was still like in the late afternoon, either. but so, but uh, yeah, I mean, there was some, there was some weird. Yeah, yeah. I just don't feel like it's getting the love it needs. And I don't know if yeah. I mentioned this on the pod, but you guys, I saw a trailer of it before something we saw over the past month or so, and I think it was before Barbie actually. And I don't know what was going on, but like the quality of the trailers, film looked like it was shot on like fucking. 16 millimeter or something oh. like it looked like it was like the audio was weird oh. it felt like it was all like mixed way way down and the visuals looked like it was shot on like a like something way less quality than what i'm sure was presented to you dave Somebody and i almost thought it was code. like <laughs> you, know, you remember the movie chronicle yeah, yeah. it kind of felt like that like i was like oh are they trying to do like a a really like let's let's like a take it down a few notches technically and try to make it feel more homespun like a little bit lower grade on purpose but i think i just saw a well, weird I know, trailer i know they they make they do make fun in the movie about how um the original blue beetles gear is so low tech um because the original one didn't have powers he had to build the, the technology um so they, they make references to that but yeah as far as the quality of the image goes like it starts off you know how a lot of dc films are like have the color sucked out of them and it, that sort of thing this one starts yeah. off with like almost like it's like that it's dark susan sarandon's there as the villain uh she's doing the okay at last we found it and then it just uh -huh. cuts to so much color i was like my head went back in my seat and it was wow. like crystal clear pristine color and he gets off the plane in the airport he's walking through and there's all these things going off and it's colorful and i caught myself smiling I'm just sitting there <laughs> smiling at the screen. It's like, it's so bright and colorful and the music's pumping and this is great. And then he stops and he leans on a, on a barrier and he looks out the city and he smiled just like me. And I'm like, he's like me. He's like instantly related to the character. It was, it was very well done. Aw. Yeah. That was George Lopez. Yeah. F best fucking role I've ever seen him play. Really? It's, I, wow. I, I feel like they couldn't get Cheech Marin. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the only person better in this role. Oh, well, cool, man. Honestly, yeah. like you're, you're the first person I've heard really talk about it. I, yeah, same. Maybe I'll take a chance on it. I'm a, like I said, I'm kind of done. I don't know if I really want to keep reviewing these on our podcast. Yeah. But I, I will probably continue seeing them this as is, a fan. Yeah, so, this, yeah, this one never, like it keeps it, it never aims too high. But it aims, what it what it aims for, it hits, in my opinion. Cool, man. Yeah. All right. And that's another superhero that I I'd never heard of never, before. So that's always I think cool. that's the never good thing, too. Never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jeff, right. did you see anything? Nope. I did some rewatches that I'll talk about at the end of the uh, at the some end of the episode. Rewatches. All right. I love it. Let's shall, do it. Shall we do it? Shall we go for it, people? Let's get into it. Gran Turismo, directed by Neil Blomkamp. What is the What is the last movie he made? Has it Has it made anything since Chappie? Demonic. He made Demonic. Mm. Is that it? There's a bunch um, of shorts actually. Yeah, a lot of shorts. So interesting, you know, the guy of Chappie yeah. and yeah. you know um elysium and uh district nine of course like it's it's funny that he did like a bunch of shorts and anyway but he's back with a vengeance just, just he did yeah, not quick quick word of the studios let him make his alien movie you fucking cowards <laughs> uh nothing coming up according <laughs> to uh imdb oh upcoming yes off the grid they found us and one's a video game okay cool so um <laughs> he did not co-write this with his wife like he has many of his other films in the past but that's okay this is of course based on the playstation game and it stars Fucking Legolas, man. How about it? Orlando Bloom is like, no, I don't want any. I don't want any makeup. He's back. Yeah. He's going. He's going for it. He's ready to be older now. He's ready to age. How about it? And of course, David Harbour and Archie uh, Medekwe, who was fantastic as Jan Mardenborough. This is based on a true story. And of course, as we said before, wait, Juman Honsu. Let's get in there. Who also plays the father? So our leading character of Jan and Jerry Horner, as John had mentioned, is the mother. She is Ginger Spice. And she's also married to Racing Royalty. I Christian did Horner. not even recognize her. She's great. And she's I have all their albums and the movie. Spice World, what's up? Spice up your life, yeah. Dave. Didn't recognize the only her. I, that's why I made that comment, because the only reason I recognize yeah. her is because I, I watched Drive to Survive. And oh, like, yeah. I just hadn't, you know, until I started watching that show, I didn't, hmm. I, I hadn't thought about her, you know, as a spice girl, spice woman yeah. now. I mean, that was a long time ago, right? <laughs> and and yeah. their estate is so big. You know, of course, he's a very successful person now, Christian Horner, and he has been with Red Bull for a long time. But I was like, holy shit, look at there. It is a full-on estate. And it's like, estate. oh, right, he's yeah. married to Ginger Spice. <laughs> Downton Horner. Yeah. That's it. All right, let's get into it. We can talk more about the creative team and the element and how this came about. But we all did it. We all watched. Let's go back to the old spoiler-free section here at the top. I just, I just want to just feel? just quickly one thing before we start. I, sure. I got there a little early today, yeah. Times Square, um, AMC. Why and do you do it, Dave? Why do you do it? No, bastard. It was it was perfect. There was they did nothing wrong today. Every escalator worked. The guy at the concession stand was fantastic. I was wearing my Scott Pilgrim T-shirt. He was like, he got into a whole conversation with me and made everyone wait while we talked shit about Con- Scott Pilgrim. It was, wait, it was. This is the my problem is these people just have these conversations. And I'm like, what the fuck, people? But this guy was so happy to be there and just thought it was 11 o'clock in the fucking morning, and so that was great. The screen worked. Eleven o'clock sounds like worked. a movie's about to start. Um, yeah, like the whole pre-show worked except for the bit right at the end of the movies are better in the theater when the audio cuts out on that thing. But I think that they're just oh. stuck with that. It's never not going to do it. Okay. But I got there a little bit early and I caught the late the you know that pre-show that comes on before the pre-show, like the pre-pre-show, the pre-pre-show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I caught that and in the in the middle of that, 
there's an ad for some fucking guy looking for a kidney. What? I was like, what the... No, it was literally an ad, get this guy a kidney. If you're type O and he needs a kidney, you scan this barcode and sign yourself up to give him your kidney. I was like, what the fuck is going on? We're advertising in movie theaters for fucking kidneys now? (laughs) We got to fix our healthcare system here in America. Your country is ruined. If you needed a kidney. Our country, you are... (laughs) If you you needed a kidney. You are especially type O. Type O. AB positive people, I would love to help. So sorry, can't. Um, he needs a kidney. Thirty Rock. <laughs> Do you remember the, the Jack? Jessica's? What if they started doing that? Just like all of like people, people like on the registries. <laughs> Twenty days oh. to live, people. Oh, oh, Scan here. Give me a kidney. Um, before we start this, if anyone has gone and seen this movie already, uh, or if you're listening to this after you've seen it, um, everyone now considering that steering wheel. They range between three hundred and seven hundred dollars, and the seven hundred dollar one comes with pedals and realistic force feedback. Just, wow. just I've looked it up for you. Um, it's pretty easy to find. There's one that's made by, uh, like, the companies that made the actual game, and it's it's that's the seven hundred dollar one. Dave, it's Dave. It's not a game. It's a simulator. <laughs> that's okay. true. That's true. Right. <laughs> well, Jan was yeah, doing pretty yeah. well at his uh, at his retail job. He's a good, great little saver. He did say they wrote that in there, didn't they? They really wrote yeah. that line in. They saved yeah. for months or whatever it was. They they tried Not to exactly. justify and that it. Was the it, seven, it looked expensive. That was the seven hundred dollar one. That means it's expensive. Put it back. Yeah, that was the seven hundred dollar <laughs> one he had in the movie. I think. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he anyway. does live at home with his parents. Is what seems like a full grown adult, but not Arthur Very Miller right at the beginning. Yeah. Very common. Common, Very common everywhere. Shit's expensive. <laughs> All right. What do you think? What do you feel? Who wants to go first? What was your initial <laughs> takeaway after you saw this film? I'll go first. David. Yeah. Um. I just want to say up front, like Jeff introduced this as a video game adaptation. If you are a racing fan, don't mistake this for a video game movie. Go Good and point. see it. Good point. Go and yeah. see it because this is not a video game movie. This is based on a true story. Um, like PlayStation and Nissan actually did this. Nissan. And, or is that how we're going to say it from now on? Yeah. Yeah. Nissan. Nissan. It's yeah. Nissan, but we'll say Nissan because, you know, that's how Orlando Bloom said Well, I can okay, say Nissan. If okay. you like, that's how Legolas. we pronounce it in Australia. What do you help I see? I had a great time with this. It's nice. like, it's, it's heart pumping and you get caught up in the competition of the racing, you get caught up in the competition of the gaming. Like I'm a gamer. Um, I don't watch too much racing, but I was all the, all the way there. And, I, and the thing I love the most about it is he had this really delicate line that he walked between this is a racing movie this is a gaming movie mm-hmm. and it, it, it kind of kept both camps entrenched the whole way through like there's just enough game elements in there oh my god if i hear the playstation sound one more time in that movie though i was just <laughs> <laughs> but uh you're like oh oh i just hit x on my controller great um but yeah it was this was the perfect line for me and it really really worked i thought david harper was fantastic um he just he owned a lot of this movie yeah he was really good yeah nice dude yeah i think i uh i think i feel the same way but from the opposite perspective because i'm not a gamer Mm. uh but i and i wouldn't call myself a a racing fan even though i grew up in uh fucking 
Raceville, North Carolina. <laughs> I mean, I grew up with the Charlotte Motor Speedway in my fucking town. You could hear it from my house, even though I still lived fucking like 20 minutes from that motherfucker. You can hear those fucking cars. So even though I grew up in the heart of NASCAR, my dad's a dentist who worked on NASCAR drivers. I wouldn't call myself a racing fan, but I did fall in love, as the listeners might remember, with Drive to Survive, the F1 show. I got Jeff on it, too. Fuck yeah. Uh, so I have been watching that series. So I really, really enjoy that. It was fun having some familiarity through that show with some of the racing jargon and the locations and the speedways, um, but I'm not a gamer. So for me, it kind of felt the opposite. It was almost like at the beginning, I was a little bit concerned that it was gonna feel like that the whole time. And then it evolved into what I would say is it kind of came away from the, there's a lot of exposition kind of justifying his game perspective. Mm. And as they get into the competition away from that section, the inciting incident happens where he wins the the tournament and he gets to take his chance in the GT, you know, uh, team training. And then that competition after he wins that race, this movie really became more enjoyable for me. It's not that I didn't enjoy so the first part. Yeah. I just like, didn't know if it was for me. It's like as the, um, as he becomes a driver and not a gamer, so does the movie. Yeah, and I exactly, and even yeah. the way that they covered it, and what we can talk about that more in depth. But it was almost so montage based for the first like forty minutes of the film. There was a little bit of me that was just thinking like, I, this is this may be a language that I'm just not as familiar with because I don't play games as much as people who might be used to that. Um, but man, by the time it gets to the crash in the midpoint of this movie, which I knew about because. A little later than After that. I destroyed all my Drive to Survive stuff, I watched um, a, a documentary on Le Mans, and he, his story was a part of this because mm. it covered that Le Mans. Uh, so I had already kind of known about this character. When that crash happens in this movie, the maturity kicks in. His family comes back into it. You start feeling the weight of the reality. They go away from using as much virtual production. It's still, virtual production gets used a lot when they're covering races and wider shots, but his perspective, virtual production does not. So they, they stop using a lot more practical optical effects and camera. The pacing slows down a little bit. And I, again, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the first half, but it surprised me how much I enjoyed it as it evolved. And by the end of it, I literally looked over at Elizabeth and she was like, I fucking loved that. By the end of that movie, we were both very emotionally invested. We had a great time. And I want to call out and uh, give a big shout out to them officially. My friends at 424 did the sound for this entire fucking thing. I worked at that place last summer. Kami and the crew over there really? fucking nailed it, dude. It sounded it sounds so, so I'm, cool. In that case, I'm glad I, I went and I saw it in Dolby Cinema. Them. Me too, yeah. You I just, went and visited yeah. them, you know, a handful of times over the past year, and I, every now and then I could hear them working on it all the time, and I would poke my head in and just ask them how it's going. What a, what an incredible job. I, Kami Asgar is <laughs> just one of the owners of the company. Just poke your head in the door. <laughs> Honestly, I know, really, yeah. but I wish. Um, he has a racing background, so he's kind of known in town as, like, Whoa. the car guy. If there are ever any like, you know, <laughs> films that are real heavy with that stuff, he usually gets the call. And God, they made the right choice hiring him this time. Congratulations! Holy shit! That's I cool. fuck, I found it so fucking good, dude. God, yeah. it sounded good. You were in the fucking car. <laughs> I was. Yeah, you were everywhere. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, all those tight inserts of like pistons and yeah. firings and mm -hmm. you know suspensions and brakes and the moving between different cars, picking different motor sounds for different just to give you sound perspective within montage that's fucking I mean, hard half, i mean that was half really that impressive was, half that work was done by the original engineers on the game as well because they 
they did record independent Dude. engine sounds and stuff. So it, I, it's, I, even I, the even the CG guys would have been just like, okay, give us the models. We'll like we'll just refine them. That was a uh, that was really helpful for me too, Jeff. I don't know if you felt this way. Again, that was not a criticism of what I said for the first half, but I needed the very opening for them to literally say this guy created this game yeah, and like yeah. showed you how he did it because yeah. they refer to it a lot on Formula One. Mm. They talk about it. those guys. They, those guys train on that simulator. They <laughs> and use, I just they use didn't it realize time, that yeah. it was a fucking PlayStation game. I didn't know. I didn't just. So I, I needed yeah. them to show that, and I thought it was really great. It almost felt like a promo, but like a promo inside a movie yeah. that helped drive the beginning of it. It was it was powerful. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the Sony we'll Digital Walkman yeah. was the primer. There's a video. There's a video <laughs> of Max doing one of those simulators with his eyes closed because he knows the track so well. <laughs> this one, and he actually, I think he can get pretty far before he crashes, like literally with his eyes closed. Pretty sure it was Max. Um, wow. I have to agree with all of you. I mean, first things first. The big takeaway is that these racing sequences were fucking awesome. People, I saw it opening weekend, like I said, four dollar movie, so it was a packed theater in New York City. So people were clapping and applauding, you know, during certain things, obviously justified. Nice. Um, I think we applauded it, at the end too. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, we did too. Um, I'll tell you what happened at the end of mine in a minute. It's a very fine line because we know what happens and they need to give us the emotional stakes and circumstances. They really, at the beginning, it's like, it, it's, they, they rode that line so well, <laughs> really like all the family stuff, like you can't do this. And it's like, well, we know he does, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, I, that line was maybe harder for me than other people. But like every single time they're like, you need to do something with your life. And he's like, but I love racing. And it's like, oh my God. Okay. I, we know it's going to happen. We know it, but it's like, just got to get through. It's not Arthur Miller here. Like none of all of the scripts could have been written by an AI for sure. Yeah. Like all of the dialogue yeah. could have been, it was, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's, I'm sorry, man. It's fucking true. All of it. Even the things I like, how, like the many time, did how many improve, times, how many times, oh my God, 100%. How many times do we need to talk about this? I already told you this so many times, but let me say it again for the audience watching on the movie screens. Like, there's just like a lot of those kinds of lines that get really hard. I thought some of those, the way that the sim turned into the car on the track, I was like, that's really skillful and really well done. A little cheesy because we know they're the they're the driver and they're imagining the car that we're going to see later. But again, it was a fine line that they rode pretty well. But once we got in the cars, and honestly, even that first sim, like or not the first sim, even the the test, even the actual like contest, mm. you know, at the sim, that of course, you know, he hops in the car the second that it starts, yada yada yada, whatever, fine. Once that happens and it takes off, sure, the movie absolutely just just fucking roared from there. And David Harbor is, you're right, Dave, they're all good, but David Harbor was especially good in this movie he wasn't mm. overacting at all but he really gave it everything he had i thought he was fantastic it's a fucking awesome movie i left i felt feeling stoked as fuck and i wish i had seen it in dolby i didn't because of the timing uh but man it was fucking great and go see i, I want to give a special shout out as well to orlando bloom because he yeah. actually gets less likable as the movie goes on and he plays it so well like by the end of it you almost want to punch him in the face occasionally but you also appreciate the hug at the mm. end when it works out yeah like you, don't, you don't sit there yeah. be like fuck he brings you it back like, at the right, end. Yeah. but but yeah, like at some point you're just like, oh my god, fuck off marketing. <laughs> but I'm like that yeah. at the best of times. <laughs> this movie has middling reviews. Let's go ahead reviews. and call out. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say this Arch movie has middling reviews, which is weird too, because well, right now on on, on Rotten Tomatoes it is a sixty percent, but it is a ninety eight percent tomato meter. So I think some of the critics are just saying like, oh, it's the marketing, it's the um, you can't stop the 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 commerce of the film is too much yeah. and stuff. But it's like. 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's, 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 that's not that's, really my takeaway. I knew I knew going in what it I was. I mean, it's a film about racing. There's going to be fucking sponsorship anywhere. It might it, like everywhere. It might as well be theirs. I thought it was really but well done. Also, it it's yeah, a film about I mean, PlayStation and Nissan doing this. So yeah, for sure. I don't think it it's is a still, fair it is absolutely still it is absolutely still the the Barbie thing that I said. Like I think both are probably true, right? Like yeah. Oh, yeah, they achieved sell, something they're really unique. So many fucking and like, they also this is a great games. commercial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, it is. it is that. Let's call out, um, of course, Archie Medequi. Medequi. I don't know how you say his name, but Yan. He plays Yan Martinborough, and I thought he did a Nailed pretty it. great job. Jeff, I do agree with you. I mean, just from a distance, the dialogue and a lot of the way that they handled that first act. I was I was a little concerned that it was going to feel like that the whole time, mm. just because even though somebody like me might need to get a little bit of that information yeah. and that perspective to understand, like this is what these people feel like, and you need to feel like these people to understand his journey. It almost yeah. did feel a little bit like like that scene where she was saying to him, um, "Where the girlfriend, not girlfriend yet, but the girl he was interested in, um, Audrey, I think Audrey. was the character's are we, name." Are we uh, but, are we going into spoilers here? Uh, not yet. We can. It's in the first fifteen minutes. No, when she says it. to him at the little uh, hangout section and uh, with their little, you know, the little party yeah, where little they steal the dad's car, yeah. and she says, "Why do you love racing so much?" And he says, "The thing that'll eventually, you know, be a theme and gets called back uh, later in the movie. Uh, you know, it's one that disappears and it's just you in the car." And there was a little bit of me that was like. Is he's not really racing. Does everybody, like, is, I mean, it is a simulator. Like there's, I know, I, I guess I was kind of waiting for that moment later in the movie where he was going to be like, I thought I knew what that feeling was. Yeah. Until I was actually in the car. And that's yeah. that's you know funny I mean? because you get that in a look. Because for, yeah. the, for almost the second half of this movie, he is acting with his eyes. You can't see his mouth True. or anything. It's, do, it, you see like a, a triangle of his face, and you get that moment um, in the in Le Mans yeah. at yeah. one point. And they do tastefully break some. You know, you have it's a move. Movifying things is okay. The visors would never be up, not for one second. With in the sunlight when they're driving on two hundred miles an hour, those visors. I thought that was down. weird too. But you, you have to. Do you think the, they did to, that because they just? You have to see their eyes. Yeah. You have do you think to. they did that just because they didn't want to do like a HUD? Dave, they didn't want to like have to go inside the visor. Do you think that's why they chose to keep it up? Um, no, I think it was it was just so that. I mean, Would there's there's eyes? no yeah there's there's no hard on the visor as far as I know. Like in racing, they're not doing that yet, are they? No, there's not. I'm saying, yeah. but the way the they would film would it because be he couldn't yeah. see the his eyes. Would always yeah, be I wonder close. if they, like it's because yeah. like you'd literally have to go inside his helmet. So technically, the camera would be like there. Yeah, it would be like Iron Man. Yeah, unreal. Right. Um, so they anyway. pull back and get. Uh, a full face shot with the helmet they show how constricting it is he's he's restricted it, it's great. that sort of thing and yeah he's acting with his eyes which that- he did fantastically yeah uh, I, I do have a comment written for that like his his eye acting was really really good all I'm saying is the, the move of the movification of those things was is not the slightest bit of my concern I was concerned that first David Harbour scene with with um with Orlando. Uh, Orlando Bloom was written for the trailer. <laughs> they wrote that it was scene a really, for the trailer. When you were talking about, yeah, when you were talking about the dialogue, that is the scene when I was like, oh boy. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, this was, is, this, they, maybe yeah. we could have taken another stab at but, that so, one. But, but then once once they got through it, once they, it's basically like they needed to get, because honestly, you know what else kind of, okay, this is, I'm, I know I'm doing my gripes. I'm getting them out of the way because I love this movie. They also double explained the beginning, which almost bothered me too, where at the beginning you have the whole like, this was one man's dream. 
And then two scenes later, Orlando Bloom gets up there and says, one man had this dream. And he explains a shortened version of what they literally just told us in the scene before. So like there were a couple times at the beginning here, I was like, I knew the racing sequences were gonna be good. I just didn't know I was gonna care as much as I ended up doing. So whatever they did between getting through this expository shit and we're working on a rail yard and you'll never be anything. And I'm, you know, oh, dad's gonna be mad at whatever the fucking shit they have to do. Once they got through that shit, I cared so much. I was into it. It was cool. Even the things that I wish they did differently. I realized I was feeling something. But I was like, Jan, say something, stick up for yourself but he didn't and then it carried me into the next scene like I really feel like from there on went really well and I almost got worried after the crash because I was like well now I'm now I'm gone I don't I don't feel the mojo anymore and that little track sequence with David Harbour for some reason they I almost snapped out of it and they got me back baby they got me back with yeah. the little let's finish your lap oh, that's not a spoiler but like okay they knew they fucking did it people get right. through the first 20 minutes and then you I'm got gonna, it I'm gonna activate spoilers because we're getting close yeah I'm teetering yeah. sure 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 yeah. sure <laughs> Jeff, no, right. I totally, I totally agree, man. I feel like they, uh, I feel like whatever happens, like hang on to the movie, just keep going with it, because it's going to give you what uh, what you want. And this might be a symptom of this new genre that we're starting to see now, where, you know, one thing that superhero movies kind of have baked into their, to their, to the nature of the way that those turn into anthologies is that the first one is usually an origin. So yeah. we're all just so familiar with, you know, with that. I think we might see, like, this might be an example of something that could be symptomatic of these these new movies that are going to be about video games, uh, where people are going to have to kind of show you the game world and, or maybe, like, show you, like, people's relationships to gaming as opposed to, you know, just jumping into to life, into the story. I don't know. Mm. I'm curious. I'm curious I mean, to see because I did feel like is, they were repeating themselves a little bit. This one is definitely an exception because it, it, uh, it has, it's like literally about gamers. So you have to come into their world um, to a, a little bit to get to where they end up in this story, which again is based on a true story. Yeah. Like a lot of the other Sony properties aren't doing that. Um, that which is a really funny thing. Like they're getting some of these high-profile directors in for like Last of Us and this and like the other some of the other stuff they've done. But it's it's it seems to be working for them. Not I'm, I'm wondering how much interference, like whether or whether they just let the directors go on these because like Marvel is notorious for like jumping in and interfering. So you get the same product every time with just a, a you know the, you have the same beats, you have the the same that sort of thing every time they shy away from that and do something different it doesn't work sony on the other hand is not doing that at all like then it, it's like every vision is unique that's a good question mm -hmm. all right i'm going to just say my last not gripe but maybe criticism and then and then we can move forward um i felt like the way they wrote her his girlfriend's character there was just zero conflict there and so, like, I, I never really discovered anything new about either of them in the vehicle of their relationship. And it kind of made me feel like she was maybe a little bit less, you know, complicated or com complex and fleshed out than she could have mm -hmm. been. It seemed like she was mostly there to just say things about him and ask him questions and just be 1,000% supportive. That said, I was still touched. Mm. I thought it was sweet when she was there. I loved their sequence in Tokyo. I loved her, you know, the kiss at the end. Like I, I thought, I thought all those things, the, those things worked for me. But I didn't really feel him having to overcome those things. 
which is going to take me back to what I thought did work so well. Even though I was kind of weirded out that they left his family out of it for so long. Me too. Me too. Man, that scene when they, they when they too. cut when they cut to his parents and she's standing up screaming at the television in his yeah. crash. I like yeah. I like started crying. Dude. I was like, oh my god. That was great. I mean, that was fucking powerful. So bringing them back into the world when. When Jimon Hansu shows up at the end, I was like, God damn it. And you know he's going to cry. That guy yeah. always cries. Yeah, he cries at everything. What a crying Blood, Blood Diamond's one of the best crying scenes of all time. God damn it. <laughs> he has never wiped tears from his face. No. Um, but I mean, he really he really brought it. That was super touching. I mean, just just the, I'm just so goddamn proud of you. Like just hearing yeah. the dad say that, you know, that was mm. really powerful. Yeah, I, so did, I feel fun. like they both nailed that scene. Um but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I quick, I'll quickly tell you what happened at the end of mine because, as we know, it culminates. Like, if you're listening now, we are in spoilers, um, but it does culminate with the Le Mans race, which is 24 hour race. I didn't and know so that was coming. I was like, really? It is a massive. It is a massive sequence in the film, and it yeah. takes up a fair portion of it. We but it's, a it's still together. a race okay. the whole the whole way through. It's still a race, and my fucking audience was ready for this race yeah and they were on the edge of their seat and they were cheering whenever an overtake or something happened they were clapping when it got to the the final thing uh like the basically the final down the straight and he pipped it and pulled in like because this wasn't about winning it was about getting on the podium and he he was yeah. third and he just won like third the audience was on its feet People stood up in my theater, cheering and clapping. A guy in the front fucking row, I thought was going to break his recliner chair. He was celebrating so <laughs> fucking hard. He was up. He was throwing himself back into the chair. I saw this chair move more than I've ever seen a recliner move because those things are fucking bolted down, I thought. But no, this guy was moving it. He was so fucking pumped that this happened. And I thought, what a great reaction. That's, yeah, man. I mean, racing theater. is having a moment yeah. in the zeitgeist now, especially like GT, Indy, Formulas yeah. 1, 2, 3. They're having a moment, dude. I also, Formula my e, theater the also reacted. Second. Yeah, yeah. God, that's going to be crazy to watch. Zero to like 150 in like four seconds or some shit. With no waste. Um, yeah. Um, we also reacted. I felt a visceral and heard some noises. Those postscript pictures at the beginning of the end credits of yeah. the actual oh yeah, they, uh, yeah. Jan, was, that was emotional people when it finally said and he did his own stunts for this movie i literally heard people like yeah, oh, yeah. like clap for yeah, him he was, like, the, he was the stunt driver for his this <laughs> that film. was fucking cool dude and it just brought it down into reality and isn't that such a nice like good job um god damn it uh, neil good job for bringing us in a very thematic way all the way to reality you know that is mm. the point of this movie that is the evolution and to end it in that postscript being like and what you just watched felt fake but this actually happened and he's actually the guy who did it and he helped us make this yeah <laughs> like i thought yeah. that was so cool like we went on this big journey it was such a different feeling in the last sequence of the movie the big set piece of Le Mans from the opening which of course it should feel different, but that's, it was really impressive. I just, I can't get over how aware I was that it was a movie that was probably aimed at a different audience than me at the beginning. And somehow it was the movie for me by the end. Same. I just, yeah, that was really cool. I, haven't, I don't mm. know if I've ever had that experience before. No, I, Maybe one of the better Marvel movies, but. This, this, this was, yeah, same same with me. Like I went in not expecting a lot out of it. It's, it's, it's like, it's a video game. Sure, it's a true story, but it's a video game adaptation, Sony. And blown away. 
Guys, Absolutely. I want to buy some simulators and race you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to too. Like, <laughs> I already have it. <laughs> I kind of want to... Oh, you did? Nice, yeah. dude. No, did you buy it after my, you saw it? Today? Yeah, no, my, my steering wheel arrives on Tuesday. No, I'm kidding. I, I didn't buy the steering wheel. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, I, I, got a, I, I bought a, a ton of lights this week. I, I can't fucking buy a $700 steering wheel because I'd buy the $700 so steering wheel. cool. Because it has I the It makes me want to watch... It makes me want to. I might watch fucking Ford versus Ferrari tonight. That's I, re- I watched it recently. Watch Drive to Survive, especially with Le Mans. I mean, how can you not think about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, so cool. The, the girl who plays Leah in this film is Amelia Hartford, and she actually was a driver. She actually like is a driver. I don't know exactly what circuit. I don't think she's like still a professional driver, uh, but she's like an Instagram influencer for like driving. So they they did get not just legit people cool. like to be stunt drivers, of course, but even the people who are. I felt I really felt like there was an authenticity in the in the work. Yeah, um, that wasn't just like the hired drivers and then they were acting terribly. Like they actually, it just it felt kind of authentic. Like yeah, some of the weirder moments were just like the off camera things. Like the girlfriend just shows up at the press conference and we don't know what you know we don't know what to do about her and she's not a girlfriend. You know, like those kind of little things. They they somehow got through them all tastefully. I don't know how mm. he did it. He just he got through yeah. them all really well. I I feel like there might have been more of her story that was cut for time or added or she was just a random girl and they were like well we need more because why is well, i mean uh, unless because i felt like the scene at the dinner table when you have david harbour sitting there and be like what about that girl you're like looking up all the time like there's always that fucking scene in a movie where it's like what's up with you and that girl man and it's like okay guys nobody would ever say this kind of shit in real life but and here is david harbour but it, i was waiting for him to sit there and be like well, i was waiting for him to sit there and be like don't be lonely you know like you're a star you know like be grounded, yeah. be grounded, find that girl. Don't, you know, there's here are these attractive women taking pictures. Like don't become um, James White, not James White, James, um, wow, the fucking guy from, from Rush. Shit, James, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. It's like, don't yeah. become, you know, like stay grounded. You like this girl, whatever. But instead it was just like, hey, remember her from earlier in the film? You know, so, but like, I can't tell if I'm grounded yeah. or not. No, I, lo- no, no. I, I still no, liked no, it. No, 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 no. Hire good actors and they'll help you out. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna echo and just what you said earlier, Jeff. That my favorite scene by far, because I think that it was such a wonderful payoff. Because it felt like it felt like just classic. We we knew it was probably going to eventually come, but uh, plans and payoff. And when you're talking about like structure of screenplays and stuff, we learned very early, very 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 early on. Maybe so early on that I genuinely forgot about it. Uh, when Orlando Bloom is finally like with uh Jan on the plane I guess he had just won the tournament yeah and he says oh he could have been one of the best racers ever talking about David Harbour and then finally the scene where he takes Jan back to the scene of his crash and tells him his story Mm -hmm. that fucking worked for me dude there's the mystery it was driving that mystery was so essential for driving what I it was kind of an unknown potential of David Harbour's character's skill you know, because he yeah. was 15th. Like, you, oh, how many people did you go to before me? You know, he was very yeah. aware that, like, this guy's kind of a has-been. And somebody can make that comment, we'll never know how good they could have been. God, we could say that about, you know, not a lot of people relative to the population of Earth, but maybe a lot of people in the racing world that never really got their shot. That really helped me, man. I really felt like that that drove it home. And, and then this movie turned into a coaching movie for me. Like, straight up high school football, coach, you know, athlete him just mm. fucking being there for him you're the best in the fucking world right now you're the, you're the best in the goddamn world like it's so good, that yeah. got me dude i felt like that was fucking 
Yeah. That was some Friday Night Light shit. And also, <laughs> yeah. also, what a unique solution to someone freaking out on the track <laughs> when he just pipes the yeah. fucking music down. He's like, I don't know how this works and pisses him off. <laughs> I, I, I felt like that was going to happen, but it was still funny. I still, it was still, still, still done very, very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. James Hunt. James Hunt. And Nikki Lauda, that's Rush. James Hunt. Now you know that. Chris yes. Hemsworth's character. Yes. And just, just a total fuckboy. Anyway, um, this is great. I love the way they brought Matt T in and he wasn't such a dick, although I could have actually used more of him in the Le Mans and, and the other, I forget the other guy's name, the, the the other two drivers in Le Mans, although we saw the other guy kind of crash and burn a little bit, which was cool. Uh, but I, I love the team element of it. I love I love that part too. That, that kind of got me, just that all the yeah. other drivers from yeah, the, the Academy the, were like, oh, I think we all the, one, the one thing that saw, like sat with me is cheesy is when the pit boss walked up and did the you can be my wingman anytime line yeah. from fucking Top Gun, basically. <laughs> there were uh, yeah, was... quite a few. Yeah, there were there were quite a few <laughs> yeah, of those. There were quite a few of those. Jeff has already used a few examples. That's one where like it almost felt like there were times where they were representing that kind of expression. Like we need somebody to say that now in a screenplay so we can move forward. We need somebody to have a, that kind of moment so we can move forward. I think that I think they I wanted them to go a little bit further with if that guy was going to be the dude who represented the antagonism from his crew. I could I could have seen him go further with it. I think well, it would have been fun to see said, that guy really fucking talk shit about him because in Drive to Survive, that I mean the drama in that crew and that whole area, like when things aren't going well with the drivers, like it seems like it doesn't seem flirty. It seems, no. you know, fucking intense. Well, also to that, and and I'm not a racing expert, although I do follow F1, is the, the drivers complain about the car all the time. <laughs> and they never complain about the car yeah. in this movie, except for that one bit where he said the brakes are greased. Is that what he said? Glazed. Um, Glazed. That's a good word. Good word. But like, like, late, like later learn, on. Watch British Bake Off. You learn what that is. <laughs> Um, anyway this it's so it's so it's so it's so insignificant but i i guess i could have used a little more because they said like if you have any problems with the mechanics don't talk to them talk to me and we never actually did that at all you know so it's like there could have been a couple more moments where it's like these brakes are shot or there's drag or the engine's overheating or like whatever the kind of thing there could have been more of that but i guess they decided no no no, i need it i think that's no, that's a good point. I mean, ultimately, I don't know if we needed it, but yeah. they really set us up for him to have like an unusually keen understanding of the way the car functions. I could have used more of it, to be honest with you. Because of that glaze scenario. And then Honestly, we didn't really like, go back to that. Like Ford versus Ferrari, where you have Ken Miles sitting there. Mm. There's drag on the front left. And they're like, there, it's not coming up in the meters. And he goes, there is. And they set up that little demonstration. Yeah. with this, I, feel like, this... I feel like that whole glaze thing was just a signal to get David Harbour's character on side so that they could move forward. That's it. And then the the, 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 sure. the, the optimal yeah. line too. Trust me about the optimal line. And that's true. And today, Pierre Gasly did that because it was a wet track and he was riding the outside line as opposed to going out to in like yesterday. everybody else. And he saw the movie yesterday and he went, <laughs> I need to do the outside line and I will even I will pass even though it's the longer line because that's the optimal line because of torque and all that kind of shit. People, optimum lines are a real fucking thing. But I, st- I could have used just a little bit more complaining about the car mechanic trouble stuff but it's so hard to get that all in the movie it doesn't matter the movie fucking works yeah. people the movie works that's the most important goddamn thing except yeah, the we're dialogue is too cheesy we're, come on we're picking it apart I mean, a little bit and, but and I, I would go see it again what we're I doing. stop it <laughs> yeah no 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 yeah. I would I would go see it again honestly yeah. that was a that was a really fun time it's still it's still safely what is this August 27th that came out this past Thursday we're still in this in the um, 
blockbuster world and this one is a good popcorn movie mm. yeah go enjoy yourself Why? by the time you, you finish know, your popcorn you, know you might have some tears in your that, eyes it's that, fun that one sequence when he's on uh on the track and he suddenly gets in the zone and the whole car pulls apart that was cool and he's back in his he's back in his bedroom for a second that was okay. that was what i was talking about earlier where they yeah. did a thing that node in houdini is literally called exploded view <laughs> it takes every piece of the model and pfft, Pulls it apart. <laughs> I could have used more at home. Wow. I could I could use a longer scene at home. It was just a, like a two second version of that Juman Hansu. I could have used an even bigger version of it, but that's okay. It I'm not saying one. I'm not saying that the, the the effects company cheated and used one note. It's just you can do it with one. He note. was his own. He was his own <laughs> Obi Wan, wasn't he? He kind of told himself, yeah, to use the force there, didn't he? Damn. Oh come on, that's a compliment. Was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't dead. I thought they were going to cut to that scene. Same time you mentioned Obi Wan. Now, yeah, we just we just know what you think of Obi Wan. <laughs> oh, come on! I thought we were going to. I thought he was going to cut to that scene and pick up kind of where they left off. Same. And maybe Dad was going to say something else about some life advice or something, or, or maybe his criticism would have actually given insight. But they just, you know, they did just kind of repeat that. He came back in. He fucking took it with his adrenaline. It was still like I was still like. My butthole clenched when yeah, that moment this is, happened. This is, so I was still ready to go. Yeah. But This is so I, dumb, but in case anybody out there would ever hire me for anything in the world, I thought Jamon Hansu was going to leave like he did in the scene, but we were going to go on, and he was going to come back and watch and be impressed. Yeah, and, and something then, like that. And then Jan kind of noticed out of the corner of his eye that his dad was like impressed as to what he was doing. And he actually was making his father proud, but his father wouldn't show that because he was so... Jeff, his dad was not impressed until... Basically, you want him to be the fucking dad from Dirty Dancing. His hey, dad Jerry, was Jerry not impressed. Orbach. Jerry Orbach is a fucking legend. You goddamn know it. And that's a fantastic movie. Somebody has his eyes. He donated his eyes to the play. Did you know that? Damn. Um, I did not know that. I, you know what I miss, guys? I, Jeff, I, yeah, miss, you... I miss the second the car took flight in the crash. I looked away for like two seconds. I was thinking about something, and I took my eye ball, and I look up, and the car's in midair. Why did the car go in the air? I literally moved my eyes for two seconds at the worst fucking time. It was a what? random wind gust. They showed the weather changing just beforehand. So like the wind, wind, the wind speed was going up and stuff. And yeah, it was, Guess, this is, by the way, was known so like, for that. By the way, this is exactly yeah. how I broke my collarbone. They had those little rolling hills. And I, I was snowboarding and I was going really fast because I wanted to make it to the bottom of the hill because anybody knows like fucking like chug-a-chugging on your snowboard sucks. So I wanted to go as far as possible before I had to chug-a-chug. And I was going really fast and there was those rolling hills and I caught a lip and my fucking board went over my head. And because of the hill, I didn't just like hit, I like floated in the air like over the hill. Very similar to the car in this. I broke my collarbone. That's basically what happened to him. You're, you all yeah. are the same. I know someone, are, di yeah, someone died. So, someone died in real life. So this is you know a different situation, obviously. But um, I just played video games. Yeah, serious, serious situation. What, you took someone out with your snowboard? No, his dad. No, I didn't. <clears throat> only my only my left clavicle. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's built back bigger, no, no, no. by the way. It's his dad. Bigger. You wanted his dad to be proud of him. His dad was not proud of him until he was at Le Mans. <laughs> until he won, and then <laughs> he was, was like, fun. okay. You win. I'm proud of you. It's my favorite thing. Sorry, You're right, son. Oh You're, my god, this dude. Is, this is this is the old fashioned. <laughs> this is the old fashioned. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Good shot. Once it goes in, it's literally like you can't be an actor. You suck. You can't be an actor. This is a terrible lifestyle. I'm gonna cut you off if you become an actor. You're so successful. That's my son. <laughs> That's my boy. Uh, it really, it really was a little bit. Honestly, I was like, "Where are his parents?" They and then they always say, "There." It's never yeah. talked to them. It's not because of the success, and it's like, well, the success helps yeah. for it sure. It did coincide with it, but yeah.
Oh, we're having uh, fun, right. people. We're having fun. This is a movie that also needs to please kids. So, you know, we got to have some fun. Dude, I I had five kids sitting next to me with their their parent, and the, I was a little worried because they came in about five minutes into the movie, and the first kid was just distracted as fuck. He's talking, yeah. he's doing this, he's asking questions. Another movie days, and people. then that and then that car race started. Dead silent, staring yeah, at the screen the for the rest That's of the movie. Right. Yeah. Honestly, you know what? Too, I could have used more of the simulator because people watch Twitch and shit. So when they did that first sim with him, it was so quick, and I was like, I could have, I was ready for, to watch like a five minute simulation of a race. I was ready to rock. And, and they like Ooh. sped through it. I think it would have been cool if they showed us more of the sim and then they showed us the racing at the end and I was equally hooked in both. I think they could have done that and I think they chickened out. That's what I think. No, fucking I, buzz I, me, I, you cowards. Buzz me. I said something negative. I wanted more yeah, sim and they fucking cowards. Did you like this movie? <laughs> no, I did. I liked the movie. But at the beginning, we showed that because I, I watched my friend Carl play F1 and I play the game too, but I've just sat there and watched him do a fucking six lap race. That's like 12 minutes of him racing and it's it's captivating. You, you start following the optimum line with your eyes. You get hooked. It's cool. Hmm. Yeah, they probably could have shown shown a little bit more of that. Oh, yeah, they just kept showing us. I think, I think they, they, they the gave gist. you just enough taste that you're gonna go and get a PlayStation and download the fucking game. That's, yeah, I thought, that's what I thought the combination. I thought the combination of the beginning with him by himself and then the race to qualify to be in the GT. I, I got enough from those two to be like, I think I see. I didn't want to okay. sit down and watch more of that. How dead does this plant look? I think I'm killing my plants. Look at this plant. <laughs> what the fuck? You see in the background? Super dead. This plant is not doing Super well. Super dead, dude. It's not I didn't even well. know there was a plant back there, honestly. Is it sitting right in front of your AC unit? My AC's off at the moment. I, I move it around, and I, I think this plant's like, pick a fucking spot. Didn't, yeah, I was yeah, going to say, plant didn't you, needs to... did you turn your desk around? You used to have the other window behind you. I got the Saturator Joe's. Yeah, I wanted to open up my room. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, that works. And I, I don't like it. A little new feng shui. You yeah. don't like it? You don't care for it? I like that it's open, but uh, no, I don't like. I don't like I like the other way better. What was your favorite wow. race in this movie? Besides Le Mans, because I think that was the best one for sure. Um, mm. I, I don't remember the other ones. <laughs> uh, the first, I I like the first one. I wish they had an FIA complaint. I wish I got to see them complain because he got a hit and then he flipped and they made it seem like it was his fault. And I was like, mm. hey, if I were that driver, I'd be like, motherfuck that guy. Hit, come on. <laughs> yeah. But it's just yeah, like, that was kind of weird that they, nobody said anything. I, I wonder use, if that's I could use more was accurate. I could use more cursing, by the way. Yeah, they're like, "Oh boy, shucks!" And I was like, "Come on, people! <laughs> we want them to be professional athletes." I feel that way in Drive to Survive all the time too, though. I was like, most of them just never curse when they're on their radios. I think no, they, they, they just well, don't. They, 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 they told them. yeah, they're told not to on the radios because that oh, gets they broadcast. Bleep. They bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah. Oh come on! My Fuck favorite line. In, my curse. favorite line in Formula One is when. Gunther, who is who also lives in Concord, North Carolina, John Gunther from Haas, the only American F1 team. Gunther sits there and he goes, for two points last season, I would have hugged the entire paddock. And people don't know if he says, I would have hugged or I would have fucked. So he goes, I would have fucked the yeah. entire paddock. And, and he's like, uh, for the sake of our viewers, I'm going to apologize for you. And he goes, thank you. And he goes, what did I say? He says, what would you have done to the whole paddock? He's like, hugged, hugged them. It's like, I would have fucked them. I would have hugged, I would have fucked them. I would have hugged them. <laughs> He just, keeps just, doing it. Just fucking buzz me and let's get on with this goddamn thing. Come on. You thirsty? There you go. <laughs> I would have fucked them. All right. I remember that. It was great. So go see it. Yeah, Enjoy yourself. Absolutely. You're welcome. I think 
I think it needs some love too. So you you should yeah. go try to go see it. And and this one would definitely not be as much fun at home. I think that's obvious, but yeah, it's over two hours. So, so much of this not. is is about the immersive, all of the spectacle of the design and the, the just the intense visceral in your fucking face, high octane, full throttle, pedal to the metal, all the fucking metaphors you want. You should go see this in the theater. Don't yeah. be an asshole and watch it at home and your stereo shitty speakers and yeah, your you bitch. less than 50-inch <laughs> television, you fucking I bitches. watched uh, Ford vs. Ferrari in a plane the first time I saw it, but I still loved yeah. it. I mean, Jeff, you can just shut the fuck up. We watch Coda on the uh, sports settings on your TV, so... You changed my fucking settings. You changed them. Yes, I did. And I fucking do it again. <laughs> Jeff, you left your television on the sports settings? It looked like a fucking Australian soap opera. Yeah, of course it, was it did. terrible. <laughs> Turn off your motion blur. I fucking hate you guys so much. I'm so that we're off next week. Jesus, t- Tom Cruise is mad at you. Yeah. So come around so your house, dude. So glad we're off next week. What's the budget? It's a $100 million movie. Guys, go out there. You got to support it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Come on. We don't want this to What are the loss. numbers right now? 17.3 domestic, up? like... 30 something international. Oh, I'm so I thought this was going to kill international. It, uh, I mean, I mean it is might, it maybe any market that hasn't hit yet? Uh, 53.8 worldwide. Because uh, if this hasn't hit in Japan, it's probably going to go off. I know. Asia, and um, I thought Japan, Korea, Japan, I thought it was uh, China, I thought it would really fucking kill over there. Uh, China, nothing yet. So it, it hasn't come out yet. It comes out September 1st in China. Middle East, Dubai. I oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. London. Here it is. Uh, France four four million dollars. Germany one. Spain one. United Kingdom two. Uh, nothing yet in Brazil, which is the biggest South American network and and uh, market. And it's September fifteenth in Japan. That seems fucked up, right? Hmm. So oh, Japan, they're holding off until September fifteenth. So no Japan, there no must China, be no Brazil. Else coming so, out in Japan, they want to. Yeah, dodge the window weird, off. Some something weird's going on. I bet they'll make their fucking. I, I bet know. they'll make their budget back when it drops in China and Japan. That's it. Is China? China might not. Um, simply because of the Japanese connection. Well, there's no cursing and no gay stuff, Maybe, yeah. so it should be okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like it would cross the censorship. Barbie, Barbie was banned in China and had to be altered. So, like, because I it had, that, because there's it, a lot of those. There's so had, many jokes. Be, and no, stuff it's because it, no, it's because it had a map of Taiwan in the background, somewhere. Oh Jesus Christ! Why did they do that? Yeah, why did they do that? <laughs> they put a map it was in it was no, it was Come just on. no. It wasn't even a map of Taiwan. It was a map where Taiwan, like certain region of Taiwan, like that area, was it was, a map that had was recognized. China. Yeah, it's a map that has it's just it's a map. Yeah, so it's so it's a map, China. Oh, that's funny. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, this made this movie also made me want to go to Tokyo. I don't know about you guys, but oh yeah, I want to go there. Yeah, we can go hang out. We'll go on Crash Did Ryan's anybody place. else think? I love the Ozzy Osbourne. Did anybody songs else too. think the, uh... when he called her? When he called her and said, "We can go anywhere." Where she said, "We have all the time in the world. Where do you want to go?" I thought they were going to go to New York. Isn't that where she said she wanted to go? Yeah. <laughs> In the beginning, to, I was but like, he had to go to Tokyo. Cue the like, drone shots of New York. And then they I know, they but like, like, that wasn't clear. I was like, <laughs> they were like, yeah, that phone call was like, we, yeah, honestly, she sat there and she was like, I've been waiting for you to call. So where should we go? And I was like, wow, that's presumptuous as fuck. Like, I'm sitting there I'm like, do you like me or not? <laughs> instead, of, <laughs> instead of like, well, where are you going to fly me? You know, like, I, that wasn't in her character. She's not, she's not dating the fucking Tinder swindler. And he's like, well, I'm signing a contract in Tokyo. What? She's like, let's go. <laughs> 
I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> saying she's not a social. She's, yeah. she's not a social climber. Fuck you what guys. was the term you used? Tinder swindler. Tinder swindler. Yeah, that's that's for people who actually Tinder watch. Tinder swindler. Who actually watch um, content? People. That's a, yeah, that a very popular docu series about these high class women that were dating this high class man that was fucking swindling them. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, I didn't watch it, but I, now I know who you're talking about. I'm, I, I feel, I, I'm feel comfortable with buzzing you. Okay, so we are gonna wrap up this episode. <laughs> we all love Gran Turismo, despite our gripes. We all loved it. We all loved it so much. Lewis Hamilton's gonna come back at Monza next week at the Italian Grand Prix. Ferrari's home race. Ferrari's hey. not doing well, though. Hey, Ferrari's not doing well. Ah. Angela's brother's gonna be there, so I hope he has a good time. So let's go. And can it not rain? It fucking rains at every single one of these goddamn races. God damn it. Remember there was a croc on the track? Do you guys want to go to a Formula One race? <laughs> yes. I've been yes. to one. I think it would be Dave, what you did you go to Australia? And Mel- yeah. you had to have gone to Melbourne. Yeah, Adelaide. Yeah. Adelaide had the Grand Prix for a couple of years before Melbourne stole it. Really? Yeah. Well Melbourne, like- Melbourne didn't so much stole or steal it. Adelaide <laughs> just kind of took their foot off the gas and gave it away. Nice, uh, nice racing reference there with the there terminology. Yeah, everyone can do it. Everyone can I feel do like it. I feel like I feel like the races have been presented in such amazing form with these shows and movies that I'm going to actually go to one and be like, "Oh yeah, okay. it's it's boring as fuck." <laughs> I'm going to be like, like yeah, it's, 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 it sounds great." Seriously, it's like two seconds of zero, and then three minutes later, also, um, <laughs> honestly, that's exactly it's what like I thought It's like watching the Macy's Parade live. You get like one float every 10 minutes. Look, I'm just going to go honestly, anywhere dude. where I can see a giant screen that tells me what's happening. Oh, yeah, that's uh, an $1,800 yeah, which, ticket. So we might as well just <laughs> we can watch it anywhere we want. Anyway. All right, stuff. people, let's wrap right. up our episode with a quick round of what you've been watching. We're also off next week, but go ahead and back into our feed. Maybe we'll re-release our fucking... Um, we should do that, right? We should re-release... Oh, no, I don't want to throw off our numbers. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, let's finish up this episode with a quick round of what you've been watching, where we tell you what we've yeah, been don't watching. Don't think out loud on the show. <laughs> Dave, we always start with you, even though you already told us about Blue Beetle. What do you got? Anything else this week? Um, yeah, I caught the first two episodes of Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka, as, as it's being referred to? Yeah, they're wrong. Um, I, am, I am on board. I am on board. This is it has a, a fucking show. lightsaber fight in the first episode. Like, fuck off. Oh, yeah, it's, there were like um, 10 fucking darth vader obi-wan lightsaber fight dude every, everybody everybody is uh really making the comparison though between qui-gon and um darth maul no the the fact that qui-gon got stabbed with the lightsaber and then a character in this gets stabbed with the lightsaber in the very similar way and he dies and she wakes up the next day fine after some medical treatment so <laughs> i guess i guess medical medical treatments uh... come quite away in uh <laughs> that's the only that's a, the yeah that's the only debate i've heard over it i i think it's great i love that they've what they've set up and yeah. i love that there's so many rebels references in it i love that we're getting to see those characters in live action great. casting's great for me yeah i thought it was great and i f- am right now on episode 18 of twin peaks the return it's been a slog but i'm at the end and i really really want to write to david lynch and thank him for oh, the most frustrating 18 hours of television I've ever seen <laughs> in my life that I couldn't look away from. Wow. It frustrated yeah. the fuck out of me, but I could not stop watching it. Because I knew at some yeah. point this little tidbit was going to be, and it's just like, there's crumbs, there's crumbs, there's crumbs, weird shit, <laughs> crumbs, 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 weird shit. And yeah, it was, 
it, but it's frustrating as fuck. So you're finishing I, it. I am finishing you're gonna it. You're going to finish it tonight. Uh, probably tomorrow night. But okay, cool. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm right, right on the cusp. Good. I can't wait to hear you say what you felt about the 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 last episode uh, next week. Awesome, man. That's great. Nice, John. I watched. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw this. So your AMC, if you know, I like it when AMC does like re-releases of of movie twenty year anniversary or whatever. So I went and saw the twentieth anniversary release of uh, Old Boy. Oh, the yeah. Park Chan-wook film mm-hmm. from 2003. Oh, yeah. He's touring and with that, that isn't was, he? Uh, is he touring around? I'm not sure. There yeah, was a little, is. like, they recorded an interview with him and Nicholas Winding Refn, which was really fucking, that guy's so weird. <laughs> there was such a weird little conversation between the two of them after the movie. But, um, God, the movie is, God, it's fucking, what a, what a ride. What a crazy movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one or... No. If the listeners haven't watched it, but um, fucking check that movie out. That thing is fucking crazy. They made a remake of an American version here with Josh Brolin in like 2011 or something. That's yeah, they no surprise. They shouldn't have. not nearly as good. They should not have touched it. But um, so I saw that, and then um, what else have I been doing? I've still been just moving forward with Atlanta, which is awesome. Like the final, I'm in the final two season. right now. Oh, okay. I'm just in two right now, and there were those two Teddy Perkins and that weird episode. There were these two back-to-back episodes in The Woods that they're kind of like standalones. The first one, like Keith Stanfield, like goes to buy this piano from this like guy who owns this estate. Fucking weird. Uh, Really wonderfully, wonderfully weird. And then the next one, um, Henry, uh, what's his name, Jeff? David the guy Henry. who was nominated for David Terry Henry? Yeah. I don't think he was nominated. Like, he was nominated. Just, it was David Terry David Henry. Henry gets... Oh, he, he was for um the, the Jennifer Lawrence was, movie last year. This year. Sa- Snow, Safeway, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. Yeah. Something. Um, where he gets lost in the woods for, like, most of an episode, and it is emotional, dude. It's those two... It's really blowing me away. This show is unique. Speaking of Twin Peaks, it is very, apparently... Um, apparently Donald Glover kind of in his pitch was saying he kind of wanted to make a Twin Peaks for like urban for like the urban setting for and urban people, world yes. mm. his exact quote is, his exact quote like, is Twin it Peaks has it man yeah if, it's if cool it has yeah, elements, they're not all like that I was kind of waiting for it to get weirder and these these episodes did it I was like Causeway. there we go that was fucking Causeway. click anyway, really cool right. how about you Jeff nice um, I feel like there's TV that I'm forgetting, but I, well, I'm watching Only Murders in the Building, and I do like it a lot. I like it a lot. I, wonder I haven't if started I, season three yet, so don't spoil anything. I wonder if I wish I could have binged the whole season, because now I'm in those, that like middle, you know, when you binge something and there's like those couple episodes and I'm like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to think negatively of them, but it, the first two or three episodes to me sparked a little bit more than the last one or two that I saw, but it's, I love it and it's great. But I feel like it's a binge show, and and they're doing one per week at this point, and I wish I could binge it. That's where I'm at right now. So I'll wait to give a proper consensus to the end of the series, and I'm not down on it, and I can't wait for next Wednesday. But that's where I'm at with that. But I did a little rewatch with Angela. We did a little lover's rewatch of Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers. What fun. And I don't know why this time around, the Meet the Fockers with De Niro 
and fucking Dustin Hoffman. There was just that extra sweet spot. Of course, Barbara Streisand and Blythe Danner. But it's like, there's just something really fucking funny about the two of them, like fighting in a comedy. Like, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to punch you. I'll punch you, Jack. And he's and fucking, it's like, God, it's fucking Raging Bull and Marathon Man. And there's, it's, there's something, there's something, there's something fun about yeah. that. I just, I thought. I, I haven't I, seen those movies in years. I, I don't think feel, I've only yeah. seen each of them once. I, you know, every rewatch is a little different. Sometimes I'm harder on it because it's it's kind of a disaster movie, you know, <laughs> like in a weird way. Um, but like I, I, I was really into it this time. We had a good we had a good watch of those two movies, so I was happy to rewatch those. But I know there's a lot of other nice. shit to see out in the world, but that was really good. I'm really glad we did that. And then I'm going to be talking about the Nun on the Mark and Matt movie show. <laughs> I did <laughs> that on purpose uh, this week, and I can't wait to talk about the Nun. The Nun. James Wan. I, I have missed. Produced. I think. I think I've missed all the trailers for that. Well, that was a couple years oh, ago, but I guess yeah, the Nun the 2 is coming out. The Nun's an older one. Nun 2 is the new one. The Nun is 2018. Damien Bash- Bashir, mm. Tessa Farmiga. And then you get a little bit, just like a tiny little bit of Patrick Wilson and um, and uh, Vera Farmiga. Basically just to say, this is in that world too. This is yeah. one of their stories. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's a James Wan Productions, but it's directed by Corin Hardy. Uh, and it's on Max. If anybody cool. wants to listen to that and watch that, listen to the, the Mark and Matt movie show. Nice. Awesome. All right, people, we're going to take a week off for Labor right. Day. We're going to re release maybe our other things if it doesn't fuck our numbers up. And we will be back in September. Can't wait.